0: to the June DCM podcast. My name is Tom Lennay and before we kick off with this month's interview I have an announcement to make. The DCM podcast is now available on iTunes uh, which is super exciting. Don't ask me how it got there. Our IT department managed it but all you need to do now is go to iTunes, search for the Digital Cinema Media and the podcast will come up and you can click subscribe and then the podcast will be in your podcast app every month. Super easy. You don't have to go searching for it on SoundCloud anymore. You can still listen to it on SoundCloud too if you want. But um, I think that's. I think it's a big moment for the Decent Podcast, and it's just one step on our um, road to podcast domination. We'll be taking over the Ricky Gervais podcast soon as the most listened to podcast uh, in history. Um, this on this month's podcast, I spoke to Claire Binns, who is director of programming and acquisitions at Picture House. I spoke to her about the brand new Picturehouse Central, um, their upcoming Picturehouse releases, and just her thoughts about the cinema market in 2015 and um, and beyond. But before we listen to that, I'm just joined by my, I I can probably say my regular co-host, Zoe Jones, just to give us an update on the huge success of Jurassic World and what she's going to be up to next week at Can Lions. Hello, Zoe. Hi, Tom. Jurassic World opened in the UK on Friday. It's already delivered the biggest opening weekend of the year to date: 16.8 million, the fourth biggest of all time. It's also the first film to gross over half a billion dollars worldwide in one weekend. It's a genuine phenomenon. Uh, why do you think this is, Zoe?
1: I, th- I think it's probably taken us all a bit by surprise just how successful it's been. I mean, we all thought it was going to be big. Um, obviously, the dinosaurs, the heritage. Um, and there's a lot of affection, I think, for the film Jurassic Park, which was, I think, 22 years ago now.
0: 22 years ago, yeah, 1993.
1: Um, and, you know, I think with Chris Pratt, who stars massively on the Rise, hugely likeable, leading man, it had a bit of currency to it as well. So, yeah, fantastic news.
0: It's I mean, it t- certainly took me by surprise. I expected it to do well because, obviously, Jurassic Park is a huge... Um, I mean, it's one of the best blockbusters. There is, as you said, it's held in huge affection. But um, if I think the odds you would have got on it outperforming Avengers: Age of Ultron would be would b- have been well worth placing a bet on. But sadly, hindsight is 2020. Apart from um, Jurassic World, we've got Minions coming up very shortly. But those two are clearly the two biggest titles. But it's just great that we've got going to have two huge titles in cinemas over the next few weeks.
1: That's hugely exciting. I mean, the summer is obviously massive blockbuster season. But we've just seen records broken. I think we talked about this last month. Every single month, I think, we've had um, surprising performances and not always just the massive, massive films.
0: No, I mean, uh, s- things like San Andreas performed really solidly uh, and emissions up to the end of May are up 7.5%, I think, year on year, um, which is a, a huge result, especially considering the b- big summer months we've got and then September to December are just huge with, obviously, Bond, Hunger Games... Uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens, and then a couple of t- titles which uh, are moving around a little bit at the moment, but something like The Martian and Bridge of Spies, which both have potential to be really big hits.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, St- Steven Spielberg's back with um, Bridge of Spies with Tom Hanks, isn't he? Yeah, that's quite an unbeatable combination. I mean, the last films have all been hugely successful. And the Martian, Ridley Scott, quite a prolific uh, director these days. I mean, days. he's
0: seventy-eight. And this is his fourth film in four years, and they're not small films. I mean, we had Prometheus, then we had um, The Counselor, then Exodus: Gods and Kings, and now The Martian. These are big films, and he's 78. I mean, I can just, if I'm se- when I'm 78, I just imagine I'll be sat watching Deal or No Deal <laughs> in a room by myself. <laughs>
1: I think you have many friends then.
0: Though. No, no. I can just imagine that's probably what will be happening. Uh, but Noel Edmonds will probably be even... Well, he might not even be hosting Deal or No deal then.
1: It's just sad to think about, isn't no, it?
0: No, yeah, I don't want to think about it. Um, and I mentioned that you're off to Canline next week. Uh, th- can you just tell us a little bit what Canline is?
1: Yeah, sure. It's a huge festival of creativity. I mean, it's become such a massive event. There's loads of different awards for different disciplines within marketing and advertising. There's also a uh, load of seminars... Thought leadership. Uh, quite a lot of celebrities end up being down there, and also just the whole of London seems to decamp there for constant meetings and get-togethers throughout the week. So it's really inspiring. And um, we've got our global cinema body, Sauer. um It's actually taking part in the Project Everyone initiative, which is led by Richard Curtis, and it's looking at the goals for the UN, um, like end poverty. As in Richard Curtis. As in uh, Richard Curtis, film the director, filmmaker. Film yes. Writer. So he. Writer of Blackadder. Yeah. Um, director of Love Actually, For In A Funeral, etc. So as many people may know, he's a huge philanthropist as well as a talented screenwriter and director. And he was actually one of the founders of Comic Relief, but he's also been working very closely with the UN for the last few years and was very much involved with Make Poverty History. So Project Everyone is his new gig. Um, he's got some fantastic people supporting him. And in terms of what cinema is doing, is we're donating a lot of space, as um, many other media owners, to the cause. Uh, so the aim is to reach... Seven billion people in seven days with these goals that everyone needs to get behind. So seven m- billion people, I believe h- so. How many
0: people are on the planet?
1: I think that's pretty much that's <laughs>
0: everyone on the planet almost. Well, that's a, a big goal.
1: Yes. Uh, so you know, I think a lot of the media world is getting behind this from a cinema point of view. Um, sour has been involved. Um, we're supporting it. We've also got Sir John Hegarty has been creating a very cinematic ad. Um, and they're gonna, there's going to be a preview of that ad actually on stage, uh, and they'll both be talking, so John Hegarty and Richard Curtis, about, about Project Everyone and about power of cinema, etc. So really looking forward to that. We're also just catching up with lots of our customers, agencies throughout the week, um, campaign having a party on Wednesday, which I'll be going to. So, yeah, it'd be quite hectic. So just finalising the agenda now. But I believe you are also away next week. I uh, am away important. next week.
0: Yeah, I'm at Cine Europe in Barcelona, which is the annual kind of expo for exhibit- cinema exhibitors in the UK and Europe. Um, and I think people even come over from America for it, uh, where um, there's lots of seminars and discussions about the current state of the industry. And then a lot of distributors uh, come over and present their upcoming slates, and you get to see preview films and such like. And it's a, just a great networking opportunity as well, so I'm really looking forward to that. And hopefully catching up on a few films. I know that I've had a sneak peek at the schedule, and there's some really exciting stuff being shown. So hopefully next podcast I'll be able to talk a little bit about that.
1: I mean, not the aim of the event, isn't it, is to... For the studios to sell the films to the cinema yeah, chain, yeah. so it's their chance to get everyone excited about the upcoming slate, probably for 2016
0: mostly. I th- um, well, that I think 2015 we know a lot about it now, so I'm really intrigued to see about some of the big films for 2016. Um, I'm hoping that we get um, some kind of sneak footage of, of some of the big ones there. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a really a great event, and I, I'm just looking forward to um, getting out and meeting new people as well.
1: Yeah, brilliant. And talking of great events, we had our latest DCM Tuesdays last night. DCM week.
0: Tuesdays last night was um, Jurassic World. Um, I uh, I interviewed Claire Binns just right before um, uh, the Jurassic World, and then I ran to uh, House Central where we um, uh, did the event, and it was a, a huge success we actually had a full house there wasn't a spare seat in the auditorium in, in one of picture houses new, brand new screens it's a beautiful cinema
1: yes i mean literally it isn't open to the public yet so we were probably one of their first ever events there um so exciting for our dcm tuesdays club to have this flagship cinema which is actually one of our uh, partner chains picture house um probably the biggest art house chain in the uk and it's just the most amazing cinema um it really does feel like a experience
0: it's a beautiful sight and I, and I actually speak to claire um uh, about this so why not why don't we go straight to my interview with claire which took place yesterday e- evening just before our dcm tuesdays and this is me chatting with claire bins of picture house today i'm joined by claire Binns, who is director of programming and acquisitions at picture house hello claire hello um now it's an extremely exciting time for you isn't
2: it it certainly is uh,
0: if you aren't aware then and hopefully you should be Um, picture house are opening up their new flagship site would you call it a flagship site? I would call it a flagship
2: site it's a site that um, I've been waiting about 20 years to uh, to open Um, it is a central west end site Well, Uh, well
0: we'll just let people know it's in the former Trocadero it is now anyone familiar with the Trocadero will immediately be thinking Wow, they must have done a lot of work on that.
2: Well, there was something... People loved the old Trocadero because it was one of those sort of... um, You could just trundle in there on a Friday night and see a film, and it, it wasn't sort of the greatest cinema experience, but people had a fondness for it. But I have to say that we have ripped everything out and we've started afresh and in a way by saying we've started afresh we've actually put it back a little bit to its former glory so whereas with the trocadero all the windows were covered up we have now opened the windows so you can see out of them everyone likes windows <laughs> everyone likes windows we have added even bigger screens we have put in the most comfortable seats we have put in dolby atmos sound in screen one but we also, being Picture House, have added 70 mil and 35 mil as well as digital, in Screen1. And we've put in a huge cafe, uh, a restaurant, and a place to hang out, and a bar, and we're also going to have a members bar, which is going to open up slightly later, towards the end of summer. So a big transformation.
0: So basically, you've genuinely transformed the Trocadero. So what was it before uh, the Trocadero was the Trocadero? Was it a a hotel then?
2: Well, no, originally it was the First Lands Corner house. So it was a place where you'd go and have tea. Um, And then it's had many transformations, but um, it's always sort of been a place where people go to enjoy themselves. And I think what we've done is we've made it fit for purpose. In 2015.
0: And how many screens do you have? Seven screens. And in terms of, uh, I mean, this is now, this is probably now the genuine central London destination cinema. Um, ter- I hope so. In terms of the programming, uh, is it going to be a typical Picture House cinema?
2: Well, Picture House has always prided itself on trying to get the best of everything. Um, a distributor might say we cherry pick looking at it from their point of view but in fact distributors have always been very supportive of what we've done, so you will be able to see Mad Max, you will be able to see the big blockbusters you will be able to see Jurassic World and Magic Mike but you will also see The Look of Silence, uh, you will also see Todd Browning's Freaks made in 1932 uh, you will see Rep on this coming weekend we've put in The Wicker Man because of Christopher Lee's passing. So what we're going to try and do is make it as all picture houses where there's something for everyone. So if you want to see a blockbuster with popcorn, you can. But if you want to see something that will challenge you, like The Look of Silence or London Road, um, you can also do that as well.
0: And I understand you have a screen solely dedicated to documentaries, we is do, that correct? We do indeed, Yeah. And what was the thinking behind that? Do you feel documentaries don't get enough exposure?
2: Well. Uh, I'm a huge documentary fan. I absolutely love Docs. I've just come back from Sheffield Docfest. And they're terribly unrepresented. They used to be on TV a lot more than they are. But the way Docs are made has changed. And I think if you look at our film that we released, Imposter, or Senna, um, Amy coming out yes. in a couple of weeks which you can see in the big screen at Picture House Central um, t- to be honest I just think there are so many windows onto the world that documentary filmmakers are making whether it's political, personal or just telling a story, a great story I find documentaries really one of the most exciting forms of film being made today so why not have a showcase for all those great films which actually struggle to get into the west end so this is a chance for people to come and see them and we are doing a very cheap ticket price we're doing an eight pound ticket
0: price which is cheap for central london
2: it certainly is because we want people to take a chance so if
0: i wanted to go and see the look of silence this evening it would be cost me eight pounds it would and and is it cheaper for picture house members
2: it is cheaper so as a picture house member you would charge we would be seven pounds and then if you actually are a founder member or a member of uh House central it's another quid off that
0: i'm gonna actually become a, i'm gonna sign up for to be a founder <laughs> member i was reading there you go, today. I want, my, I want my name on the board yeah,
2: yeah. exactly it's like exactly. the um,
0: board board lords where every time you get a century you get up on the board yeah. if you become a founder member of Picturehouse Central. You get your name on a board.
2: I think if you come and see a 100 films, you should have your name on the board twice. Yes,
0: (laughs) Uh, that might take a while, but I'll I'll see what I can do. In terms of the overall experience, you mentioned the bars, uh, the you've got a roof terrace, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, The Dolby Atmos, the comfy seats. How important outside of the film itself is the overall experience? Um, And where do you see that developing?
2: Well... I I think that that is the thing for customers is that some customers just want to come in, see the film and go home. But in my mind, cinemas are a place where you can get something to eat. You can sit and discuss the film or, you know, you've seen the National Theatre Live there or you've seen um, a great piece of satellite coming from i don't know the us wherever and you want to discuss it you don't necessarily want to rush out and we want to like we do with film and alternative content we want to provide really great food at affordable prices nice drinks somewhere where you can hang out and the thing about pitch house central is it has got a huge space to do that so you can go and sit and enjoy yourself and have something to eat first
0: um i mean i've seen the site and i think anyone who goes to the site is genuinely going to be amazed with what you've done with it but um a huge amount of investment has obviously gone into it um and it's now one of the most impressive cinemas in in the country uh you must be very confident about the enduring popularity of cinema over the coming years we often read articles in the press Mm. about the, uh, announcing the death knell of cinema i mean mm. admissions this year are, are, are looking to be one of the highest they've been in the last 40 years so mm. you must be confident about the future
2: i i'm very confident about the future i think people always want to gather together and and be a part of an audience there's nothing as much as it's great to see a film at home and and you know there are ways and means where we can do that and sometimes that's what you want to do But how thrilling it is to sit in a full house and watch Mad Max or how great it is to sit in an auditorium, you know, in a matinee with 40, 50 other people and and feel you've seen something special. What we have to do is provide customers with an experience that is worth the ticket price, that they are seeing a great film in a good venue with excellent projection and feeling that they're being taken seriously as a customer.
0: Um, Moving on slightly to your role here at Picturehouse, you're the Director of Programming and Acquisitions. That to me sounds like a dream job. Um, (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about your role?
2: Uh, Well, I oversee all the programming for Picturehouse.
0: All the cinemas. All
2: the cinemas. Um, I book the London ones myself, but with a lot of help. So I have great programmers here um, who put lots of input into films play so chris harris does the documentaries he's very responsible for them chloe fellerman does culture shock joe blair will bring all the arty films in you know madeline's fantastic on uh, foreign language films so everybody is contributing but i sort of do the overseeing of that i also um uh, obviously we have distribution here so i'm often at festivals um looking to buy films as well
0: and I read recently that you picked up um, a film in Cannes, The Lobster, by Yorgos Lanthimos. Have I pronounced that correct? Yorgos Lanthimos?
2: Perfect. Um, I'm w- glad you did it. Good, good thank <laughs> you.
0: I was a big fan of Dogtooth, uh, mm. not his last film, his pre- film before that. Mm. And he's obviously a man with a very unique sensibility. What was it about The Lobster that made you acquire it?
2: Well, we bought it on script so um so you read haven't the seen script the film. no no we bought it on script but like you I was a big fan of dogtooth uh, the guy is incredibly talented and has a unique vision and i think lobster is certainly very unique um it's very funny but it's um also an a very intelligent film um and i think that that you know he's a great filmmaker and he has a real sort of sense visually and for me that's what cinema is about it's about visual things it's not talking heads it you know it needs to be something visual um and i just love the script and i thought this guy is the guy who can make this into a Brilliant film, and he did, and it got into competition in Cannes, and then it won a prize in Cannes. So, you know, very exciting.
0: And it's his, is it his first English language film? It is, and yes. it stars Colin Farrell, yes. Rachel Weisz, yeah. John C. Riley, yes, uh,
2: Olivia Colman. Olivia
0: Colman, great cast. Yeah, yes, I do. Do Do you want to just give us a little snippet of what the film's about because it has a really bizarre premise?
2: Well, it is about set slightly in the future. If you lose your partner, you have to go to a hotel and you're given 45 days to get another partner. And if you don't achieve that, you get turned into an animal.
0: And that genuinely is the synopsis of The Lost. That makes me want to see it. And it's out yeah. October 16th. Yes. Sure. Um, and it did win a prize it can. And I, you um, also picked up Jeremy Sornier's The Green Room, is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, And he directed Blue Ruin, which was one of my favourite films of last year. Um, Well, it's
2: wonderful for us because we obviously picked up Blue Ruin two years ago in Cannes and it's terrific to continue the relationship and I think it's great that the director, he loved what we did on Blue Ruin and um, we're super thrilled about this.
0: And it sounds like a similarly hard-hitting filler. Yes. And it stars... um, patrick stewart jean-luc picard as yeah. a neo-nazi is that correct that's correct uh, Yes. T- the uh, if these if this isn't selling those films to <laughs> whoever's listening then uh, i don't know what will i mean I, yeah. another one do we have a release date for that one yet uh
2: no but we're we're actually thinking early next year
0: okay so i won't ask you to clarify this but probably a contender for the london film festival this year
2: we'll, we'll have to wait and okay see.
0: wait Genuinely no clues from us here. Um, So any other films you've got in the pipeline? Uh,
2: We've got a very good French film called Marguerite, uh, which we're going to release sometime this year. We've got a documentary, How to Change the World, uh, about the early days of Greenpeace, which is terrific. Um, And then a couple that I can't quite yet talk about, except there's one other, uh, The Confessions of Thomas Quick, which, um, I saw that one come on the schedule today, yeah, and I couldn't yeah. find anything out about it. Yeah. But
0: I will be doing my research.
2: Yes, good.
0: So when you are looking for a film to uh, release, what is it that makes a picture house film?
2: Well, I I think if in there a is way, yeah, well, there, again, it's down to quality. It's whether or not it is going to be something that really stands out, and not every film you buy works. You know, if if only it did, but. You have to aim for the very best, and that's what we always do. We aim for the very best. For our films, for our customers, that's what we try and do.
0: It's It's been an amazing year for cinema. Um, uh, records keep tumbling. Um the biggest film of the year so far is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm. Uh, do you find that the big blockbusters play well at the picture house? Some
2: of them do. Um, some of them play very well for us. But again, it it has to be the right kind of blockbuster. So, um, you know, I know looking forward, obviously, Star Wars and Inside Out and Bond. Bond are all going to be huge for us. Um, but some of the other ones that I won't mention their names you know, might not hit a chord in the same way.
0: And um, Jurassic World came out the weekend. It's breaking records all over the world. You know, I thought it was going to be big. I didn't realise it was going to be I that big. I don't think anybody did. And, um... Uh, we're about to do it as D as part of DCM Tuesdays at the brand new Picture House Central. In about forty five minutes I will be on stage introducing Jurassic World um for DCM Tuesdays. Um has that that's been a huge hit for you guys as yes, well. Yes it has. And yes, it must surely absolutely. that must have taken it,
2: it's taken a, it it certainly kick started the box office. Before that it was Mad Max which um you know was a great big hit for us very pleasing great film as well um, great film as well I, I
0: read on twitter that you were a big fan of mad max
2: yes yes i'm afraid i got terribly overexcited um i i saw that and then i went to Cannes and saw carol which um is going to todd Haynes's yeah which is going to come out later this year and i also saw sorrentino's youth so you know there's so many films that i'm looking forward to coming out this year i can't wait
0: well, we were actually just going to move on to that. I mean, is there anything else you're specifically looking forward to over the next few months? You mentioned Carol. I can't wait for Carol. It doesn't have a UK release date yet. No,
2: But no. Um, it's, well, going to, it's going to be a big Oscar yeah, contender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think Woody Allen's film, Irrational Man, is very decent. It's certainly one of his better films. Um, Youth, the Sorrentino film, um, Bridge of Spies, obviously. Yep, you Bill know. Berg, yeah, Spielberg, Coal Brothers, Tom yeah. Hanks. Exactly. Everest, looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. The
0: new trailer came out last week. It looks spectacular, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: so, you know, there's lots of. There's a mixture of really good, exciting crossover films and blockbusters, and then there is the more specialist films as well. I think. I honestly think September through till the end of February, we're not going to have enough screens.
0: No, there's uh, it really is getting packed, especially yeah. as a lot of films are looking to avoid Bond, then yeah. the Hunger Games and then Star yeah. Wars, which are the yeah. big three. Um, yeah. Have you seen Inside Out?
2: Yes, I have. It's extraordinary. It's wonderful. Uh, everybody from eight to 80 is going to love it.
0: I mean, it's so, from our DCM point of view, it's so good when we have strong family mm. films in cinemas because they just drive admissions week on week and we've got Minions in two yeah. weeks and then Inside Out. It's a really strong family slate. Um, so, well, I think that just about wraps it up. Thank you so much for joining me.
2: Okay, a pleasure.
0: So that was my chat with Claire from Picturehouse. The new Picturehouse Central, I think, is open to the public this Friday. It genuinely is a beautiful site. So if you get the chance to go down and look at it, please do. Um, and thanks again for listening to this month's podcast don't forget we're now available on iTunes that's Apple's iTunes that's the place where everything happens in terms of audio and the music industry and all that sort of business so um, get on iTunes click subscribe and I'll see you next month thanks very much Bye bye